Hello, and welcome to Episode 9 of Smash Loot and Roll, a successful rescue. After having their meeting at Candle Lane Warehouse, Adrock, Bowden, and Ship need to convince the town guard they are on a mission of mercy and not aggravating the gang war between the Zents and the Zans. How will our trio do? Well, take a listen and enjoy the show. So uh, last week, to catch us all up, uh, we fought people in the warehouse. The police came by. Y'all under arrest for trespassing. Which we will. I, I don't. I don't think you said that, but okay. We were invited here. <laughs> we were. We were absolutely invited here. They let us in, uh, and we just happened upon a. Uh, uh, someone tried to steal things from the place, and I. I am out of spell slots. Just as a narrative note. Hopefully, we are not going into yet another <laughs> conflict zone. <laughs> yeah. I know an epic throwdown. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have to go pew pew. <laughs> Usually by the time the cops show up, it's time for the, the, the fighting to uh throttle back, hopefully. Yeah. Well, the, I, I know another group that would just say, no, we'll fight the cops too. <laughs> Is it your Star Wars group or the Ozaki group? <laughs> Both. Yeah. Ken can testify to the uh, Star Wars group. Oh hey, look, the the police showed up. We we shoot them too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you last left off, you guys have successfully uh made your way into the Ken Lane warehouse encountered uh encountered a, a couple guys having a card game and then promptly got jumped by another group of guys and then the guards came in to dispatch you all when the alarm sounded or well, when the alarm promptly sounded around the actual uh, warehouse chip and Bowden, <clears throat> the guards had led you out uh of the warehouse not really in they, they didn't put you in shackles or anything else but they led you out and there's a guard captain standing out there as you guys are doing that you notice uh adrox comes around the corner and sees what's going on but Bowden, you reckon you and ship both recognize the uh guard captains that's there as one you encountered the other day <laughs> the fight in front of uh old zebo shop we're building a rep great yeah. <laughs> captain, so, great to see you sir <laughs> he's he's talking to one of the guards asking what's going on and directing you know directing traffic and he looks over and he's like well should i be surprised or should i uh Good lord! What are you? Th- what are you two doing here? Well, most importantly, uh, are, are the uh, warehouse workers safe? We just want to make sure that everybody was safe. Give me a deception check. That's not a deception. He's actually, honestly, asking if the, if the other guys that we were playing cards with or dice with are safe. Okay. You see, you he goes. All we have are those ones over there. Points at a group that has a group of guards that has four. Yeah, four guys on the ground in shackles. He goes. He goes. Are these the ones you're talking about? Are those the guys that came in and invaded those the were the guys that attacked oh no no officer those those guys came in and assaulted all of us we were just sitting around playing dice waiting to have a conversation with one of their their friends and these guys came in and launched themselves at us you're telling me you came down here having a dice game waiting for a meeting and got attacked that's yep. exactly correct granted we know that this is a warehouse district and it's a little seedy down here but we go where we're told to meet people we don't make judgments in that fashion <laughs> And what would the two of you be looking to do down here? What type of materials or cargo are you looking to buy? I walk up, I walk up behind uh, the police captain, and I roll out my note that shows this address. Like we uh, we received this message today, and that's what brought us here. And I show him the note. Honestly, we're doing an independent investigation. We're trying to find a missing person. Granted, we know that's probably more in your turf, but. At the same time, this is where it led us. Interesting. Do you have your writ of investigation from Waterdeep? No, but we'd love to get one if we need one. <laughs> well, you're probably going to need one. So it seems like you guys have uh, interesting circumstances behind you. So why don't you tell me exactly what you're looking for and what do you think you're going to find down here? And well, that way I don't have to that way I don't have to run you in and interrogate you all. Oh, certainly. Uh, we're in search of a gentleman whose name is Eric Melendez. He apparently has some notoriety around town, uh, um, but apparently he's gone missing over the last few days. We, a young lady asked us to check in on him, and when we did, we found that he had gone missing. And we were checking to see if there were some people that uh, had seen him last, and one of them indicated that one of the people he had been playing cards with the night before he went uh missing uh, is in this area and we had pursued it down to this location and wanted to ask him some questions and you have no idea who actually controls this warehouse do you we 
got the impression it might be one of the local groups. It might be a little shady, but I'm not going to get into those kind of politics. We're just really interested in finding who, what, who, or what happened to these people, this person. All right. Strangely enough, he goes from what I've been told as uh, quickly as you guys were in there fighting against the four guys that for the, at least four guys we've caught, he goes, they are part of the Zan's Xander's guild. And this is a suspected sense warehouse for smuggling. I don't doubt that that happened. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, interesting enough. So who are, who were you supposed to meet down here? We were looking to contact. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong on this one. <laughs> Bowden pulls out a bunch of notes, starts flipping through them. Uh, no, <laughs> no, not that guy. No, not, not him here. Uh, let's see. Uh, was it Venton? No, 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 no. That's another, that's a bad guy. Hold on. Goes through another set of sheets. This guy here. No. Uh, okay, I can't find my note on it. <laughs> uh, you were believing that Aristotle Fluxen might be down here. That's who I thought. Okay, yes, yeah. Aristotle Fluxen. There it is. There's the note. Pulls yeah. out the note. Uh, Aristotle Fluxen is the guy's name, the guy we're looking for. Just doesn't ring a bell. So do you have any reason to believe that the missing persons is in this warehouse, or do you think he's somewhere else? We have no idea. This was just where we came because we'd asked for a, uh, the opportunity to talk with somebody. And this is actually, we don't even have concrete proof that this is what we were intended to uh, uh, do in terms of this meeting. We just got the note that uh, my friend here showed that indicated this was the place to come. It seemed coincidental with the, the fact that we had requested uh, a, an audience with him. And we assumed that's what was going on. Well, I can't abide by any missing persons in this town, and even uh, you don't have have a writ of investigation administered by one of the magistrates of the of the districts of the dock of the excuse me of the wards. He goes, "We'll remedy that rather quickly. I'll get you one written up. It'll cost you fifty gold, fifty dragons. I think it wouldn't be a bad idea if uh, my men and with your help searched for contraband inside this warehouse." I don't see why not. The only difficulty I might see in that is that. We were invited here. Well, the, the fight just took place with deadly weapons. This is true. He goes, I have every right within my, uh, as a city guard to go and investigate what's going on. Now you tell me there's possibly missing persons inside. Well, I never said it was inside. I just said the person. No, you said it was inside. I did? <laughs> did I say he was inside? I Far be it for me to uh, dispute uh, the town guard. So... Please just, search, just, search the warehouse. If, if, I, if he's in here, this will really help us out. I was just curious as, as, as if words were coming out of my mouth that were not coming out of my brain. You know how some, some people think. <laughs> uh, he looks over at a few of the, uh, a few, a few of the town's guards. Um, he goes, out of curiosity, he goes, uh, who was the individual that put, that requested your assistance? I don't know her name right off the bat. She, I yeah, have it. Through. Let's it, see. Yeah, I have it. It is... Because I was assuming it was one, that one. Well, sassy. Her mom. Her mom is a little bit ir irritating, but uh, she's sassy. It was the family that was not Harborough. <laughs> Once again, Bowden pulls out his his sheet, his little slips of paper, starts fumbling through them. Okay, Lady, wait. Uh, I've got was, this information here. One second. We're going. It to was Lady Castellar's daughter. Viren is her name. Viren. Oh. Bowden, Bowden gets frustrated says, I'm going to have to find a better way to keep my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Charcoal smears all over the place. This vellum is really, really bad for keeping these information. He's like, yeah, because it happens. Um, all right, well, make this simple. If you guys would like to accompany my men, and you notice that whistles are still blowing. You can still hear the footsteps of some of the city guard moving around. It seems like uh, several are being called. And at one point, you guys definitely hear the telltale shriek of a griffin, and then you hear the landing of one. Oh, is it Lady Penelope? Not the, at first, no. But uh, the first one, the first uh, griffin rather uh, gets off is a large human figure. And you notice the uh, captain you've been talking to sort of de defers to him. All right. And he goes, no, this is your crime scene, Captain. You, you deal with it. I'm just here to offer assistance. Uh, Lady Penelope does show up as the third rider. To come down, and you notice that uh, she lands on the roof and takes that position up on the roof. Uh, kind of very, it's a very distinctive landing, yeah, and you can hear her voices. It's uh, as she's cussing out her her mount once again. 
<laughs> I see her. Hi, Lady Penelope. <laughs> she sort of looks over that. Hi. Keeping busy, I see. Uh, would you guys like to do some investigation checks as you go wandering through the warehouse? That's any and everybody. You guys can either take the time to aid each other or you guys can do individual investigation checks to where you guys can search for your own secret doors, uh, yeah. hidden compartments, things like that. I will I, definitely aid. I have a plus five yeah. and I'm proficient. Uh, is anyone else proficient? I, I am. Uh, no. Only plus. No, I am not. Okay. I, so I don't know if you're. I, I am totally helping out. I don't hey, know Aura, if you're. What about this? But that I don't know if your aid will help if you're not proficient. Um, <laughs> but I would like to basically search every inch of the warehouse for either hidden compartments or evidence okay. of uh, recent, you know, untoward activity that wouldn't be normal for a warehouse. Yeah. Hey, Rock, I found another box over here. <laughs> Wait, here's another one. Hey, look, it's, there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> it, it's a warehouse. <laughs> look, it's salted fish <laughs> in the barrels. <laughs> Howdy, you, Bodie. <laughs> boy who's a good boy <laughs> speaking of good boys where is kyle oh oh you guys can, we, left put, the can we put kyle on a on a hunting mission you guys left kyle at the yawning portal. yeah he's back in the bar oh, <laughs> you didn't have him in your pokeball with you oh did i not bring my ball of companionship with me uh yeah. we have we haven't tried to put him in it yet we've all been sort of scared about okay what if we put him in it and he, and he, and he he comes back out squishy or something. What if, what if our DM is chaotic evil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ky even Kyle wants to come. Here, you can hear him. In the back. You, hear Kyle, you hear Kyle in the, off in the distance barking. <laughs> so, yes, I would like to make some investigation uh, checks. Are we in roll 20 or not? Yeah, we're in roll 20. All right, I will go I mean, in there you can then. get into roll 20. I was 8 plus 2. Okay. Ten. I have proficiency, so I'm going to... We're just going to aid. that I... <laughs> Hope that I do. So go talk. You get to roll with advantage. Okay. So eleven plus five would be sixteen. Okay. Why does it say equals twenty? Because I I told it to roll two d twenty and it didn't. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Thinking it would roll them independently and it did not. <laughs> did it roll them all together for you? Yeah. So I'll just take the eleven uh, plus five and make it a sixteen. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Your search of the chip. Your search in the main level of the warehouse. The the first level, as you get under the stairs, you find like the broom closet is what you'd be for the door and everything else. And you notice, uh, you take a moment to notice that there might be something of actual interest in here because the way the, the way the storage room is, is pretty, the small storage room is really cluttered except for one area. Give me another investigation check. Okay. Uh, this would be chip, not Adrock. Oh. And then I'll get to Adrock in a second. 17. 17. I didn't realize you had rolled two. Yeah. So, Chip, you'd take a moment and realize there is a, you find a, an actual compartment in the back of, underneath the stairs in the broom closet in the back. You actually find a, a small compartment back there. A small room that's a, about 10 by 10 size. That's not important. I just found an, I just found an entire box full of axe handles. <laughs> They're actually from mallets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are my comrades? Are we, are they within, are uh, they still on the same level? You've sort of disappeared your way into the uh, underneath the stairs into a broom closet and noticed uh, there was a you found yourself a secret door and that led into basically a 10 by 10 room. The that, Amityville warehouse. The Amityville warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, the door seals behind you, lights go out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. Uh, but inside the room, there are uh, a couple wooden crates. There is a what, what you expect in the warehouse, but they're not the crates that actually have the the walls on them. It's they don't have the walls. They actually got like uh, you'd put like paintings or something. You'd slide things in inside. There's a a tarp laid over the top, and there's a couple probably well, you're what three foot six. Well, there's a couple things. There probably a, a couple pieces of furniture a little bit bigger than you. Probably about four feet to five feet tall, depending on which ones you look at. They also have some type of drapery or uh, like a tarp thrown, thrown over them as well. Um, is it musty and dusty or does it have an air of uh, no, walking through here? It's uh, No, it's not musty and dusty. It's actually been used. So you're, you're getting the impression that this is a well, it's a room that's not been forgotten, just left about. It's, there's no dust that's gathered in here. 
but it's one of those but it's also hidden in the back corner and you notice that uh you have night vision no no uh the little bit of light that's coming in from oh i apologize 60 feet dark okay vision. yeah you can you can find you can see just fine in here but like i said other than that um and there's a small chest over in one of the corners as well oh a big box covered with a tarp and a two of them in the corner. Oh, two. Oh, Chip boxes. is Chip is nosy. Yeah. Chip wants to go open that. Wants to go open that chest. Okay, so you go over the chest and realize it is locked. Hmm. Uh, who do I know that could open this? <laughs> Meanwhile, where you're puzzling over what's over there, what's underneath the tarps and everything else, Adrock, you've managed to make your rounds. You decided to follow the. Uh, you remember watching the guys that you. Uh, Bowden and Chip were playing dice with, run up the stairs and run into a, a doorway up there. So you follow their path up that way. It doesn't take you long to get in there and realize that these guys had found, had had a, a alternate way out of the warehouse. Basically a door they opened that you find find very easily with your role and leads it led them into another warehouse uh, that this one's, that the building's connected to. Hmm. But you do notice that there's actually in the room that you find the uh, secret, the door that the escape route, I should say, that right secret door. There is another obvious door that leads into uh, another office or something else. Yeah, I, I will uh, keep searching. I will I will approach it, and I will uh, keep the investigation going, looking right. for anything out of the ordinary. You got to open the door, and you realize that it's locked tight. I have uh, thieves tools that I'm proficient in, uh-huh. and I. I would like to uh, jimmy the lock. Okay. Jimmy the lock. He's going to head drop the lock. Head drop, drop the lock. lock. Well, I hope so. I don't want to bode in it. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Bowden, I think, you're new. I think that's the new, uh, well, we don't want to bode in this. Oh, I totally started it. So I'm, I'm all in on that. So. <laughs> we, know, we know failures are now. Don't bode in this. Don't bode in it. <laughs> bode in it not, my friend. Don't get in the grease. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of roll do I do you want me to make if, if any? Lockpick is actually a sleight of hand. Yeah. Acrobatics. <laughs> I should roll acrobatics and dodge out of the way the, the pendulum that's gonna fall. Right. I rolled an eleven. So do you have to have specific tools to pick a lock or could you try These and tools. jimmy it with your tiny weapons? You that would be more like brute uh, blunt force trauma to breaking the door down type thing. Like at a disadvantage or something. Bodie it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd probably just have to roll disadvantage of stuff like that. But thieves tools will allow you to basically open a door without damaging the lock. Uh, if you don't care how the lock is broken, you can basically bash your way through. And that's just uh, I want to try and be a little respectful of <laughs> others' property. <laughs> so Adrock, not a very difficult lock. It wasn't like they were trying to, you know, it wasn't like they were trying to keep the the queen's jewels behind there. But um, as soon as you unlock the door and open it up, you hear you can hear somebody shouting asking if anybody's out there and it's a really muffled it's almost like they're coming from behind a wall yeah i take one of my stones uh the light stones and Mm -hmm. i I have dark vision but i'm gonna take one of the stones uh imbue it with light uh and toss it over uh lightly over to where i heard the sound come from yeah you toss it into the center of the room it's basically an office that has desks and chairs and looks like a couple makeshift uh cots that could be up in here for beds you can hear the sound coming from the door that's the side of the, that you're on, basically directly in front of you, the wall, and off to your left would be where the sound's coming from. Okay. Um, but you don't see any of the, you don't see doors or windows or anything like that. You just see a solid wall. Okay. Um, I would like to I would like to investigate to see if there's a mechanism or some way to open this wall. Yeah, that would be an investigation check. As you're walking in the room, you hear one of the guards coming. Back. It goes anything interesting? Yes. It sounds. Uh, I hear a voice coming from. The other side of this wall, but uh, there's hear, no. About the time you start talking, you hear hear a guy. I'm in here, over here. You know that voice. Yeah, he's like, "What's?" You see him duck back out. You hear him start. Hey, get the captain. Get the you know sergeant and everything else. You also hear from downstairs. I found a barrel full of nails. Hey, th- thanks, Bowden. Thank you. <laughs> Just keep it up. <laughs> The curse of having no investigative skills. I think the dwarf is just looking for some food or some yeah. drink. <laughs> I'm trying to help. <laughs> Give this man a snack. Yeah. No background in investigation whatsoever. <laughs> hey, Bowden, while you're digging through the uh, barrel, the, you found the barrel of nails. Give me an investigation check. Great. <laughs> well, if you don't bode it, you might not turn out with something good. I know. 
I got a nine. Yeah, no, it's a barrel of nails. It's a barrel of nails. <laughs> <laughs> See, barrel of nails. <laughs> Badrock, what are you doing? I am uh, investigating, looking for a uh, a way to get to the other side of this wall, looking for yep. either a trap or yep. a, a, a lever, anything. Yep. Anything that might indicate... Uh, what was your investigation roll? Uh, it was... Oh, slash roll. D20. Uh, I, apparently, I'm never using this again. It was a 10. 10. You can tell that there's definitely, you know, checking out. There's it definitely, it's a hall. The wall is uh, not a true masonry wall like you'd expect to find, even though it looks like it's made of brick and mortar. It's basically a wooden facade. But at the same time, you're like, I've got no idea how they've sealed this up. About the time you sort of st step back from the wall, look at it, you hear the you hear the sergeant and the captain come walking up and it's like, what what did you find? Well, this is a false wall, but I can't seem to find the mechanism that uh, controls it. He's like, okay. Captain walks up to us looking around and uh, if he has any luck. No. <laughs> I can aid him. I have proficiency. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered even with the second roll. <laughs> but you see him go, okay. He's like, go grab. He goes, he goes, go downstairs, get, get one of the other guys. He goes, get one of the breakers up here. One of the guards that was with him runs off and... About two minutes, about a minute or two later, a guy comes up. It's called a warhammer, big mall type stuff. There's also a dwarf with an axe nearby. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't want to bother you. <laughs> so, Bowden, as you're there looking up barrels, you notice that the uh, one of the guards comes running down the stairs, and you hear him go, Hey, Captain wants you upstairs. And you see the guy basically heft the mall over his shoulder and follows the uh, other guard with him up the stairs and everything. I'm curious. I'll follow behind. Okay. <laughs> you guys get up there. He's, guy comes back. He's like, "What you need, Captain?" He's like, "Make me an entryway." <laughs> he point. He basically nods his head to the wall. He's like, "Okay," and that's what you hear, Bowden. Is like, you, the captain looks at him like, "Make a hole in the wall." The guy's like, "Easy enough." Well, I'll see how he does if he screws it up. Yeah. <laughs> I can always help. <laughs> We're trying to rescue Eric, not kill him. <laughs> and you hear the you hear the captain go, "Well, if you're on the other side, stand back. We're coming in." The guy takes about two or three swings, and you know, with them all, you realize he's—it's definitely false masonry because it's think of it more like a backsplash that's been put on the wall. As soon as he hits it, you see it start falling apart, and you see the wood bouncing across it. Uh, after two or three swings, you guys get an obvious idea where the door is at. Within about a minute, minute or two, they've basically broken through the wall. And Bowden, if you wanted to step up and help, and once you realize it's a wooden wall, and chop it with your axe. You're welcome to it. All right. So you guys can. I'm not hearing any of this from my sequestered room. You can hear. You don't hear the pounding of it uh, because you are in an actual. You are in the the section of the wall that is true masonry. Uh, you can hear like muffled muffled sounds, but not. It doesn't carry very well. Uh, but nobody seems to have come and bothered you at all. They seem to be intent on going up and down. You definitely hear people going up and down the stairs because you are under the stairs. <laughs> And you're like, wow, people are really moving up and down the stairs. But if you want to try picking the lock, you know, like using your dagger tip or some other type of makeshift tool, you can try to pick the lock with disadvantage on the on the chest. Wouldn't that be sleight of hand? That would be sleight of hands. Plus zero. Right click and with disadvantage. Yeah. Disadvantage? Yep. Why? Oh, because the not the no. proficiency. Correct. So it says 14 minus 2. 14 minus 2? That's weird. Or 14 comma 2? 14 and comma then... 2 is what it should be. Okay, 14 comma 2. So you roll the 2s, you're like, nope, this is uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> you're like, you've got an idea of how to basically make the lock work, but you're like, I don't get the right tools to pop it. Can I just, for grins and giggles, uh, take a look around to make sure I'm not missing like a broken hinge or... A secret switch. Uh, to to pick the chest up or you know take a look at it. Yeah, you can give me one more investigation. Sixteen plus two, eighteen. Yeah. You realize that uh, exactly what you said is the lock is still intact, but as you look behind it, the uh, barrel pins on the back on the hinge have been removed, Ooh. so it hinges the way the lock vices the normal way. Oh, how peculiar. <laughs> So can I can I yeah, flip you, it? You just you're like huh, I'm like easy. 
flip well, it open. Well, shoot. It's my lucky day. I'm going to flip it open. Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> this is how horror movies go. <laughs> you notice there's a little bit of drool and slobber sort of on the back of the... No, I'm kidding. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you were oh she doesn't know like you can no, do this i know and... i could i'm not going it's i'm not going to <laughs> not, going to. not yet anyways no you flip it open um there is packing material that's been disturbed so like the bird's nest type packing material inside under it you can see a uh, a black bar of metal just sort of sitting in there this as you pick them up you notice there's several black bars of metal to be about 25 total Black bars of metal. Yeah, it feels black, isn't it? Uh, you can give me an intelligence check. Chip. Well, I'm not intelligence chip. Oh. Check chip. <laughs> Good lord, chip check. That's a hard thing to say. <laughs> Roll a chip check. Roll a chip check. <laughs> but don't bode in it. Yeah, but don't bode. <laughs> or <laughs> you bode it. You're not sure. They're they're basically metal ingots that were in a secure lockbox. But from your from your. <laughs> From your idea, they're very. It looks like uh, they're more tarnished than they are anything else. So old. Yes. Twenty-five old black metal bars. Yep. Metallic. Hollow. Nope. <laughs> Don't drop them on your foot. <laughs> oh, heavy. Okay. Like a kilo each. Are uh, metal um, cast iron or? You want to basically tap around and play around as you do it, and you sort of chip off some of the. Uh, you knock it around. You real. I would uh, chip off some of the. Blackness, as you play around with it, you realize it's silver bars. As, dun, dun, dun. as the uh, as silver tarnishes and everything else, in some cases it'll turn black with seat, with salt air. So the silver now has a black tarnish over on the basically an outer skin. So you're thinking, any, of, is there any uh, smell to the box? Can I keep digging through the box? This is all I think. That's all that's, all that's all that's all. You you dig through the box, you're like, yep, twenty five silver bars embedded. That's been there a while. If I were to shout to my colleagues. Would they just think I'm boating? <laughs> like, I don't know if we'd hear you. Or, you're not uh, sure that you you know a lot of you know there's been a lot of you don't really hear much going on in the main area because you've you've heard a lot of footsteps go up and down the stairs. Then I'd like to pocket one and okay show them. Okay. See if uh, Adrock can pull gotcha. anything from this. So, in the meantime, while you figured out you've just found 25 silver bars, about that time, Bowden and Adrock, you guys. Watch as the breaker, with Bowden's help, gets through the, the wall into a dimly lit chamber with a, excuse me, with an individual sitting on a bed with shackles on his ankles. It looks none the worse for wear, dirty. It, room's got a bit of a smell that doesn't seem like the guy's been out for a few days. Does it? Does this guy kind of look like Rainier? Yes, he does. <gasps> Rainier, how are you? He's like, <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, I am Eric and... God, it's good to see somebody. Oh, Eric. How have you been? <laughs> and you see the guards come walking in. And the captain looks at you. He goes, is this your missing person? That appears to be him, sir. I, uh, I'll go over and take the um, take the, the shackles off of him. And yeah. I say... Um, One of the guards comes basically up with like a skeleton key and helps you. Yeah. I say, him. and I whisper into his ear, uh, what's the name of your... Uh, lady friend that you were meeting at the Roadhouse Tavern. You, st- he, you see him sort of stop and think for a second. He's like, uh, wow, it's uh, Viren. Yeah, Viren would be her name. Okay. How long How long has it been? I, I recite the date that uh, we were at the Roadhouse. I yeah. think it's what, three or four days past? Yeah, it's about, about four days past, yeah. It's been at least four days. Yeah, it has been four days. <laughs> I'm looking at the calendar right now. It's four days since you guys went, he went missing. So Eric's like, thank God somebody found me. I didn't think I'd ever get out of here. And they said, uh, you know, if my ransom wasn't paid soon, they were going to start sending body parts. He's like, I really appreciate, you know, he's like, um, captain's sort of looking around. You guys all get led out of there, led back into the main warehouse, things like that. And the captain's looking around. Uh, he's like, well, make a long story short. It sounds like you guys have done something uh, and help me establish a better crime scene so I can do more investigation into this building. Because it's always been a suspected building for the Zents operation, so I'll happily call some more guards down. And you see the big uh, Griffin Rider that had come down and been hanging out and direct, hasn't really been directing traffic, but waiting to see if anything was asked. He looks at the, the captain, he's like, is there something, I, you know, is there any help you need? He's like, 
just need more people to investigate, see what we can find here. Captain looks at you three. He's like, well, it looks like you found your quarry. Or at least the two of you. He doesn't know where Chip's at. <laughs> looks like he's found, it looks like you guys have found your quarry, and uh, there's nothing else. Uh, I don't expect any more troublesome sightings out of the, out of you guys. Well, we're just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no, and I appreciate it. You guys have done a very good service, rescuing one of the citizens of the town. And also giving us the evidence we need to take a harder look at this warehouse. I guess the best way to thank you is to uh, make sure your writ of investigation is authorized for you without a problem. And he looks over at the uh, big armored guy that came off the griffin. He goes, he goes, Captain, he goes, Captain, if you don't mind, uh, if we can at least have them authorized as a investigator for at least 30 days, that'd be helpful for all of us. He's like, oh, by all means. You just see him reach into his pouch and he goes, he hands the dwarf the seal. Take this Great. to any of the guardhouses, and they'll uh, make sure you get the writ. Great. Another slip of paper. <laughs> no, it's actually a small medallion. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's a small medallion with a ribbon on it. Um, very similar to what medallion was that uh, Penelope, Lady Penelope gave you guys after the troll fight. Right. Different markings, as you can tell. It's got, you're figuring it is, it's the Griffin, it's Grifton, the Grifton captain's personal seal. Mm. So it's got some more information about it. But uh, yeah, any guards, any of the uh, any of the wards that have uh, that you go to for any of the guards, will be able to issue you your writ of investigation. Allow you guys to operate operate as investigators in Waterdeep for the next thirty days. Much appreciated. After that, we'll uh, you'll need to pay. You'll need to make sure you uh, pay the license and fee as normal. Thank you, Captain. Uh, if you don't mind, I think we're going to uh, find our friend and uh... about that time, Chip comes around the corner. I'll bouncy he comes up really happy he's like no i'm right here (laughs) yeah well uh shall we uh shall we head back or chip is there anything that you found that you want to uh oh yeah i found a i found a secret a secret place under the stairs and uh, there is a box with 25 of these and you just happen to holding a a silver (laughs) ingot yeah (laughs) no no no, guys it looks like a black bar but when I, i chipped it I think it's silver. So you do this with an earshot of all the guards too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the, the the guard captain looks at you and is like, "Really?" And he looks at two of his guards. And he goes, "Go for, go see what, go see what chips go see what the gnome is talking about." I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, well. I just I just thought my dog might like play fetch with this. I just kind of found it. <laughs> we, we were gonna get rich. Yeah, it's like no worries. <laughs> That's when one of the guys come back out. He's like, hey, Captain, yeah, we did find, looks like we've got some uh, interesting items back here. 24 gold, 24 silver bars. <laughs> that, and um, you see them start moving the cases uh, the cases out, as well as the uh, covered statues. So it looks like they were smuggling some type of artwork. Some type of chest was that had silver bars in it as well. <sighs> Dirty money. They're like, well, well. Even more reason to look into this warehouse and its proprietor and everything else. Oh, wait. Hey, who's this guy? He looks like Rainier. <laughs> He's a little bit dirty. You're, you know, being stuck Ooh. in a, uh, a one room by himself for four days. Definitely needs a shower type stuff. But uh, he, he's like, uh, he's like, I am. It's like, I'm Eric, but I'd be happy to be <gasps> here as soon as possible. Guys, it's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yes we found we, him we, we we know yeah. Yeah, do you guys my uh, look at eric like do you yeah. know what we've been doing do you have any idea no but i greatly appreciate that and uh he goes is there any way i can get you to escort me home yeah let's let's take you home and um i would love to understand what happened to you while we're on the way yeah, uh, means. There was a coach that brought us here. Was there not that we were like told to hang out or no? Oh, that dropped you off at the yawning portal. Oh, okay. And you guys headed out from there. All headed right. out on foot. You guys going back to the yawning portal, walking them back to the stitch in time. What are you guys doing? Uh, where do you want to? Where do you want to go back to, Eric? He goes, my apartment's above the stitch in time over the South Ward, and he's like, I'd prefer just to go back there and not not be bothered. Hopefully. All right, um, Captain. Can you spare us uh, uh, an escort until we get to a, a wagon? If people are watching. They might have found out that Eric is no longer yeah. captive, and we'd we'd appreciate some accompaniment at least until we get to a a coach. 
Oh, by all means. You see the Griffin captain goes, we can definitely accomplish that. I can send one of my riders with you. And you see him basically pull up the sending stone. And he goes, Lady Penelope, I've got four people leaving the area. I need you to watch from the air. And you hear you hear a voice, yep, I'll do it. And within short order in the night sky, you can see a Griffin rider circling above you guys. Wonderful. We're going to make our way back to uh, the stitch in time, but uh, while we're walking and until we're able to flag down a coach, uh, I'd like to understand what happened. You know, asking Eric, you know, you, you played the card game, you won against Aristotle. What happened next? He's like, uh, well, he goes, that's an interesting piece of story. But uh, I was, uh, he goes, Master Rainier, myself, and um, one of his friends stepped outside for a quick smoke in a celebration away from everything else. And uh, I decided, uh, you know, I needed to get on my way for the evening because I had a uh, meeting to go to just outside of Waterdeep. And on my on my way, leaving the Skewer Dragon, I got jumped by four or five guys that uh, basically knocked me down, knocked me unconscious. And I woke up the next morning, I guess the next morning, in that horrible room you found me in. And I've been stuck there ever since. Do you happen to recall if any of them had tattoos? He goes, one of the guys had a, uh, not not the night of that jumped me, but he goes, I do remember one of the bald guys that um, would bring me food or take out the chamber pot. He did have a tattoo on his neck running up over his ear. It was a uh, big snake that would come up over the back over the back of his ear and sort of make it look like the tongue was coming out towards the front of the ear. And uh, I think it was a flying snake. I'm not really sure. Got it. Really dim, dim lights, but I didn't talk at all. He just would bring the food. Clean the, bring a new chamber pot, take the old one. Never made a conversation, would never talk to me. Tried talking to him once, I got backhanded. He's got a hell of a, yeah, he's got a hell of a punch. (laughs) I think he had more muscle than he had brains. Would you recognize any of the, any of the men if you saw them again? Because I'd at least recognize the the big bald guy again. He's the only one I saw for the last four days. There was another guy that would come in, but he always had a, uh, a mask on. It strikes me that our good deed in the road the other day may have had collateral benefits. What do you mean? He's like, Eric's like, huh? <laughs> I don't follow you. That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll update you later. He's like, I really don't have anything to offer you except my most sincere thanks. He goes, I, I honestly thought I was going to die in there, but I'll find some way to make it up to you. Much appreciated. Just seeing you safe is definitely a reward on our part. Oh, you have no idea how it is to... Uh, be free once again. And you notice that his clothes are probably the same clothes he had to, had in the night that he was out crevassing and uh, gambling. So four, so four days dirty of really nice clothes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, really what you would expect an upper upper level merchant to wear, sort of a fashion forward merchant. After a couple minutes, you guys get down to one of the main areas and catch, you guys are able to hail a, a conveyance, for lack of a better word, a, ca- a horse, horse-drawn cab and uh, into the south gate. Because the guy's like- where the, where the uh, station time is. Yeah, it's where it's down by the south gate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Eric's like the coachman's like, yeah, I'm not sure where that's at, but I know where the south gate's at, and you can tell me from there. And Eric's like, it's right off the, it's right off uh, the high road. We're going, we're going to accompany him uh, on the coach. Yeah. Uh, and during the coach ride, uh, indicate that uh, all is not, uh, all is not well in in Lady Castler's household. Lady Viren will be uh, happy to see you, I'm sure. But uh, the the matron of the household is, is none too happy uh, towards you. Well, yeah, <laughs> nobles mixing with merchants. I'd expect not. Uh, inside of Roll Twenty, I did pull up a, I did post a map of Waterdeep that you guys can look at all you want. I'm going to guys get you a better map that'll highlight the areas that you've been to for different places. You guys can see the different information that you guys have. So I'll be working on that over time. Thank Make you. It. This is great. So, yeah, uh, Viren, she, she's a, uh, a lovely friend of mine. But her, her mother is a, uh, is a hateful shrew is the best way to put it, I think. Termigant comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> and racist. <laughs> well, not everybody in Waterdeep is, is uh, as, as, op- as, as open and... Uh, they do have their drawbacks. Some, some of them, some nobles mainly, because they feel that uh, well, they feel they're above everybody else. So everybody else is below them, regardless of who they are. I don't think it's a race thing, Master Dwarf. I think it's just you're not 
not of their kind, much like I am not. Classist, racist. Yeah. Much the same. Yeah. Intolerant jerk. That would describe a fair share of uh, nobility here in uh, Waterdeep. That's one of the reasons why I think Rainier sort of has shucked that uh, shell and has decided to not follow in his family's footsteps. We like that guy. We've met him. Yeah, he thinks the nobility is corrupt in it for themselves, so nothing but nothing more than power. He's an interesting... He's as noble birth as any of them come with a gilded spoon to keep him as long, but he turns his back on... He somehow turns his back on it and still makes himself fit in with both sides. And without him, I would not have a business. And about that time, you guys are pulling up to... You know, Eric has directed the driver to the small road that uh, Stitch and Time is on. By the time you guys get back, it's probably close to the midnight hour between the time that you guys spent finding your way in there, fighting, interacting with the guards and taking the route back. By the way, Eric, your, uh, your head seamstress, uh, what's her he name? Goes bay. He goes Bay. Hey. How is she? Is she, hopefully I haven't worried her too much with what's going she, on. She was worried, but at the same time, she has something to discuss with you. All we would ask is that you, you be gentle with her and take into account that she had some difficult circumstances that may have, Led into these circumstances, led into this. So I am not sure what you're getting at, but understood. As, as I would like nothing more than a good meal and a warm bath, and uh, to be done with how I've lived for the last few days, I will at least note your words for, until, and hopefully, we'll fig- I'll, I'll figure it out when the time comes. That's all I ask. He goes if that if that if that's he goes that's the least I can do for what you've uh, for the rescue for saving me from my fate. Well, are you comfortable and feel safe going home, or do you need us to make sure that you're that there's nobody waiting here? Uh, <laughs> hate to assume that they're 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 everywhere at this point, but at the same time, you know, I never thought of that, Master Dwarf. Would you be so kind as to, uh, if you guys have a moment, could you at least make sure the boogeyman is not waiting in my apartment? No problem. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will uh, wait with uh, with. Eric, while you two uh, check the apartment, slam! If anybody's in here, <laughs> maybe, maybe I should have gone. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Bay, you're working late. I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he directs you instead of going into where the actual tailor shop is. He directs you to the stairs that leads above it. Oh, wrong door. Uh, yeah. So, sorry, excuse us. Sorry, go back to yeah. what you were doing. Pardon us. <laughs> Pardon us. For, Nothing know. to see here. Yeah, there's no, there's no lights. Yeah, there's no lights. <laughs> yeah, no lights on downstairs. So you sort of bust in. Nobody responds or anything else. You're like, oops. And Harry's like, my apartment's upstairs, dwarf. Oh, sorry. <laughs> clunk, 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 I don't clunk. think it's racism when they're mad at him. <laughs> I think it's his winning personality. He's a sweet guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, intelligence is not his stat. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the ch- it's all about the charm. But you go upstairs. Door's not locked as you push it open. You go into basically a two-room apartment. Fairly well-kept, fairly neat. You guys want to do an, uh, any type of investigation, searching? Uh, they're chipping Bowden. Uh, 18 plus 2. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got a 16. One of the things that uh, you're like looking around, you're like, well, there's not many places for people to hide, but the one thing that does catch your attention is a partially pulled out from under the bed is a Chest similar to what you encountered in the warehouse. What I, what I what I saw. What you saw in the warehouse, Chip. Hey, you know, hey, hey Bodie. This was the same type of vessel that those those silver bars were in. Is it exact or is it just similar? It's just similar. It's not exact. Okay. Well, that might be his personal stuff. We should just probably leave it there. Is it open? Uh, no. It's well. It's under the bed. The lid's closed. Okay. Nope. That's his yep. personal stuff. Yep. Okay. Has it already been tampered with? Are the hinges on the back gone? No, you fl- you check on the hinges now. The hinges are not gone. You notice it's not locked either. I'll be working over here. <laughs> it's not. So Honorable Bodie doesn't want to snoop, but Chip wants to snoop. Okay. The chest. All right. Well, I'm checking this room over here. Yeah. <laughs> Bowden, what you get as you're looking around, you're like, nobody's been in here for a couple of days. You, you get the distinct impression that somebody's probably come up, peeked in and everything else, but nothing seems to be out of place. You, you do realize that... Uh, He's got a sketch pad with several different, you know, he's got a sketch pad with a whole bunch of ideas for fashion, things like that you can look at. But other than that, exactly what you expect of a very small apartment other than, you know, 
a bachelor pad that wants to, you know, sort of live above his uh, class. Okay. And Chip, you open up. You open up the box. Should I roll a? No. What's it, in the box? You open up the box. You find some very nice material. Silk is the best way to describe it. But as you know, you start moving around. You notice there's a there's something wrapped up in that silk, as if it's a actual padded. Think of it like wrapping paper. Somebody's wrapped a large ball or some type of round object in it. Ooh, my conscience tickles slightly, but then I go, eh, I'm intrigued. Okay. I want to peel back the silk and see what this object is. There you go. You've got to make sure it's safe for him. It could be something, you know, it could be yes. a bomb. This could Gotta be a booby sure trap. <laughs> it could be a fireball bomb. <laughs> Just waiting for, or it could be a beholder in disguise. Safety first. Safety always first. Because uh, danger never it. takes a holiday. No, it does not. Is it heavy? Oh, yeah. It's, do you, um, I'm just trying to get the exact description of it. Here it is. I have, I have very weak. I'm not as strong. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not heavy, but as you unfold it, you know, think of it like the, about the size of a grapefruit, but instead of being round like a ball, it's oval. Um, it's almost, uh, you know, it's, as you pick it up, it's sort of flat on one side in the material as you sort of pull it out. Flat on the one side, it's got the oval hump gives you the idea of like a almost like a like a platter a small platter type thing and, and for its small size it actually has a, a fair amount of weight to it and as you un- unravel it slowly you get a slight greenish glow to it as you pull as you're pulling back silk as you get down to the last layer of silk that's over it you know whatever's in there it gives off a slight glow that's even can be seen through the dark material as you unwrap it and hold it in your hands a little bit it would probably fit in Bowden's hand no problem big dwarven hands but for you it's both your both your hands together will easily cup it it's a glossy grayish green stone uh what's really interesting on it as you look at the smooth backside, which is the flat side i talked about as you roll it over to the more of a dome side it's got almost three worked best way to describe it is almost like eyes into the stone you know how you, you look at the tiger's eye a gate stone sometimes and mm-hmm. the way the yeah. the stone will make it look like an eyeball the way the, the yeah. stone is formed it's got three of those in the in a row uh running the long axis of the of the stone giving off a soft green glow is the temperature of it changing no it's just i mean you touch it with your bare hands it's warm to the touch does it seem to be responding to me or is it making sound no it's not doing uh, this other than the warm uh soft glow it's doing absolutely nothing Oh, hey, hey, Bowden, do you know what this is? Turn around. See, see the see the gnome staying there holding what looks to be a stone snow globe with Basically. three eyes on it that's glowing green. I go, what is that? <laughs> you turned your back. I, I got nosy. I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Check out these, these, check out these cat eyes on the back. Touch it. <laughs> what is that? Do I have any idea what that is? Uh, let's see. Maybe history. I got a plus. I'm proficient in history. Now you guys can. You guys can roll history. Or Arcana, maybe. I don't know. I'm also proficient in Arcana. What would you guys like to roll to try to figure out what it is? History or Arcana? I'm gonna try history. Okay. I rolled my history and I got 15 plus four, 19. Okay. I, I I got a 15. Looking, you know, the scholar of you thinks about this item and uh, you know going back to your studies and everything else that you're you're looking at you're like um i've never heard of any type of stone like this giving off a gray a greenish glow warm to the touch you know there's it's not you definitely realize it's not a naturally occurring item um you think it could have some type of magical essence to it mm, i'm gonna go over to the door lean out uh <laughs> Arbok. Uh, could you come here for a second? Is is what is uh, Eric safe with the? Uh, is the the cab still here? Oh, the, cab's, the cab's still there, but as soon as Adrock starts walking, you see Eric's like right on his shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but you know I love this stuff, but I don't. I don't know. What this I'm gonna. Is. I'm gonna turn around and say, uh, Eric, I want to make sure it's safe before uh, letting you in there. Hey, uh, Bowden, could like, you come I'll down be and... right behind you then? <laughs> hey, Bowden, could you? Uh, could you? Stand, uh, stay guard with Eric while I, while I investigate this? Absolutely. You guys switch places, Adrock. You go upstairs and you yeah. see Chip holding a stone, just like I described. And Having a 
uh, a history in Arcana. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, use Arcana to see if I can tell what it is. Uh, do you have a proficiency in Arcana, uh, Chip? I do. Okay, then I'm gonna, I, I hope you'll aid me as I look at this. Mine's a plus five, is yours higher than plus five? Plus four. Okay, then I, I'll do it and you can aid me. Will that help? Mm -hmm. Yeah, roll with advantage. All right, I got a 17. 17. So looking at the stone, you do get the very much sense that it's probably not from this plane of existence. So it definitely has a definitely unique ar arcan arcane feel to it. And Chip even tells you through his knowledge of all the books he's gone through at the monastery to read various things. And he's like, yeah, there's no natural stone like this. Not heard of it. I do take that back, Chip. You do recall one other time that up in the north, there was a description of something similar, but it was more, it was a bluish stone that was found in a uh, impact crater from long ago of when people were exploring the north the spine of the world mountains. Nobody ever figured out what it was and it vanished to somebody's collection, some noble's collection up in Neverwinter. Adrock, for you, like I said, you you definitely get the anticipation that it is some type of extra planar item. And you also get the feeling that, you know, with enough time, the magical essence may actually reveal something to you. Say that again, the magical essence. You, did you say something before that? My internet went out. Um, I said, you given you get the feeling that with enough time of studying this, you might be able to basically figure out what the magical essence is. You just have to permit it into your soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will um, put it into my, my pocket and I'm going to walk down to Eric and say, you, you can come up, sir. It, it, it appears to be all clear. Okay. Uh, when he gets up to the top, uh, or when he comes to the room, then I'm going to uh, show him the stone and say, is, is this harmful at all? We, we found it during our search to make sure there was no uh, nothing waiting for you. Because, uh, not to my knowledge, he goes, I, yeah, he goes, a noble paid me with this to, uh, this, this was payment. I thought it was quite interesting, but I've never really assessed the value other than the fact I think it's a neat piece of art. I guess that I've never I've never found a place for, it, so I just sort of wrapped it up and stuck it in a, stuck it on my chest under my bed for a while until I could find you know a proper place to display it. There's uh, there's something about it that um, is intriguing. Uh, would happily take this as as payment for your life, or uh, if not willing that, I would like to investigate it for some time because there's something about it that uh, that that is that is off that I'd like to find the source of. I really can't say no. I mean, if because you think it's you think it's got a magical essence or it's got some value to it, by all means, uh, maybe you know if it's got you know if, it, if it's valuable, maybe we can and uh, come to agreement of fifty fifty split. Let's figure out what it is first, because I, it, it may be something that neither of us wants fifty fifty of. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll keep it in my charge for now, and I promise to let you know uh, what I find out about it, and then we can come to a decision. Uh, once we've gotten to the bottom of what it is. I mean, look at the creepy green glow. Yeah. He goes, the gentleman that gave it to me said it was a, a natural reaction based on being found in the spine of the world where magic has some unique properties, he said. He goes, Who's this guy? Who's what guy? Oh, the one who gave it to you. Oh, he goes, the one that gave it to me? He goes, uh, who was it? He was up from, uh, just a second, I'll, I'll think of his name. He goes, I remember me, he had a very good fashion sense if he didn't uh if he didn't have such a large belly but didn't happen to come from a jungle island down south did he <laughs> he's like no he goes chult now that wait is that what it's called yeah it's called chult c-h-u-l-l c-h-u-l-t oh so it wasn't just a dream uh sorry lost my train of thought he goes uh because i do definitely remember the uh the gentleman that gave it to me he was, he was out he was moving down from Neverwinter. The family's name was Blagmore. I just cannot remember for the life of me his first name. He goes, but I do remember the name Blagmore. He goes, they were very, very conscious of fashion. And one of the reasons they came to Waterdeep was to be more within the uh, up and coming nobility. It seemed like the Neverwinter was being strangled by the infighting of the politicians that were up, the leaders that were up there. He goes, they gave it to me probably six, seven months ago. I've had it ever since. Like I said, I thought it was a neat, neat piece of art. Um, something that I could 
claimed I was from the spine of the world, a place I'd probably never visit. Yeah, I'd like to investigate it. Uh, I'm going to hold on to it for now, um, and I will let you know what I what I find out about it. Are you going to be safe for the rest of the evening? Do you need us to stay guard or to uh, to stay yes. around? No, he goes. I I think I'll be fine. I don't expect anybody to bother me. And I, ugh, he goes, given the fact that uh, yeah, I, he goes. I think I'll be fine. Okay. I wish to thank you for. I'll probably thank you from from now till a very long time for saving me. But with that being said, I bid you guys all a good night. I lock your door. Um, we'll be <laughs> we'll we'll be by um, as, as soon as we're able. Uh, but lock your door and uh, try not to gamble. For he's the like, next few weeks, <laughs> he's like the 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 sum of money I won was enough to make sure I would not gamble for a long time. I have no need for it anymore. Peace and blessings to you, good sir. As you, Master Gnome, he goes. I'd like to thank each of you, Chip, Adrock, and Bowden for everything you've done. And he bids you a good night as he sees you out the out the front door and lets you guys go down and waves you, waves before he shuts the door and calls it the night himself. Yeah, I think our. Uh... We should head back to either, I guess, our new house or the Yawning Portal. Which one did we stay? Where are we staying at? I think we've still got a room at least for one more night at the Yawning Portal. Yeah, maybe it has food, it has vittles, it has uh, a nice warm fire that our, our new abode uh, does not. <laughs> so I think maybe we should head back there, uh, get some, either talk about what we're going to do next, and then uh, get some rest. Okay. Sounds good. Oops, wrong way for notes. Anybody... Um, you know, as we, as we go out and looking around, is anybody noticing? If we look around, is anybody noticing that uh, Give me three of us came out of his apartment? Give me a perception check. All of us, or just Adrock? Adrock can do it if uh, if you guys are paranoid enough to do it individually. Go ahead. Yep. Paranoid or situational? Cautious. Order? Cautious. There we go. Yep. Ten plus two. <laughs> Twelve. Seventeen. Seventeen. Bowden, what'd you get? Oh, I'm not paranoid. You're not paranoid. You're like, yeah, nobody's gonna. <laughs> like, nobody, nobody's gonna bother me. <laughs> I will. The, my God protects me. Exactly. <laughs> so between the cab ride to uh, Stitch in Time, then back to the Yawning Portal, it costs you guys uh, two gold pieces with tip. Each or just all, all of total. Okay. Total. I got it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Bodhi. It would cost like 15 silver, but if you're going to round it up to a good tip, two two dragons would be plenty. I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> Cody would be a good tipper. <laughs> He's like, ah, I don't need money. Here you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, did we, did we notice anything? Was anybody uh, no. hanging out? Okay. Yeah, it was, I mean, you guys head out. You looked around. You saw nobody was observant encasing the joint of, of Mr. Uh, Melendez. Nobody was watching the stitch in time, and nobody seemed to be paying attention to you leaving. You did, you do notice that the uh, Griffin Rider is still circling, but you know, still circling. You could see the Griffin. You can see Lady Penelope dipping in and out with the starlight and everything else. But Watch Captain said for her, for you to, for her to maintain a visual on you, and he's done so. And as you guys get out of the yawning portal, you look up and you're like, she's still there circling. I wave to her and yep. head inside. Does she wave back? Yeah, she actually, she actually lands. Oh, um, yeah. When she you wave to yeah, when she waves, she actually lands in the her and her her and her mount. You know, she walks up to you guys. She goes, "Oh, are you guys done for the evening?" We hope so. <laughs> like, yeah, my shift is almost ending, so uh, I got a got a couple more hours, and then I'm gonna call it a night. But I wanted to check to make sure everything was good. I think so. It's very good to know that you're around. We really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I was speaking with uh, Captain Hellstrom, and he seems very happy with you three. You've definitely helped the uh, the guard, the town guard, to uh, at least interfere with some of the Zint's business quite well. And it looks like you're also helping them. Uh, done a done a big service by. Uh, you just done a big service, especially with the the the, the Zints and the. Uh, the Zans seem to want to fight all the time. Yeah, we're we're their 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 machinations are somewhat confusing. Um, obviously, they've got all sorts of shady goings on around here, but at the same time, like any other city, 
they tend to be a significant portion of the the life of the underclass. So yeah, that's an unfortunate thing. But uh, they've seemed to have recently been spilling blood in the streets, which nobody seems nobody wants. Indeed. So we'd hate to. Uh, well, do you have any idea what me what me what might be driving all this conflict between them? Uh, from what I hear in the rumors and everything else, it's nothing more than uh, the Zents are trying to uh, expand their footprint, you know, become more of a uh, take over some of the business that the Zans have controlled for a long time. Zans seem to have a lot, you know, for the longest time, they were always the ones with the monopoly of smuggling any type of profiteering, any type, you know, if it was some type of black market, some type of criminal activity, you could always count on somebody with an somebody with an eyeball tattoo to uh, be involved somewhere. But normally they just kept a skull port, which is, which is surprising, but because in the last, I don't know, six months, six, nine months, the Zens have been very active in um, challenging them. Are, are either of these two groups, okay, realistically in large cities, there's always a bit of a criminal element that comes out, but ultimately it comes down to how they treat others as to whether they are a menace or just an inconvenience. How would you typify these two groups? Because uh, the Zans have always been an inconvenience. Um, they seem to fill the void when it comes to shortages of stuff, you know, the black market, things like that. Uh, they didn't really deal much. They had a protect, they, they run a protection racket. You know, they pay the, uh, they, they, take payment to make sure businesses along the dock ward or the trade ward aren't bothered. Freelance protection. Got it. Yeah. Freelance protection. <laughs> because uh, the Zents would be more, we'd classify them more as a menace. They, they seem to have no problem dealing with slavers, you know, making people disappear, things like that. They seem to be a little bit more heavy handed, but it goes, it's the Zents are in a bit of a mixed bag because some of them will take to the darker criminal elements and others refuse to cross certain lines it's, i got that impression <laughs> as well just at a at a at a very glancing impression from this, this group yes. he goes there he goes the one thing i can tell you about the zents is they they are definitely a they definitely like to move antiquities and magical items um they seem to always be out searching for they always seem to be looking or bringing in items for unknown reasons there's been a few ships in the past that have a uh, few smuggling ships. There's a few ships that have smuggled items in that have been caught and they've always been unique, somewhat dangerous magical items. Hmm. Well, we like got... what <laughs> Bing, you've got chips attention. <laughs> like what she goes, one of the items that uh, the rumor was there, there was an item that would actually cause people to change into uh were creatures, you know, with which, you know, Transform them into a nothing but a bloodlust killing machine. Mainly werewolves, I think. Um, others would cause people to go insane. And uh, uh, the other one I heard that they picked up off a ship was a sounds like Kyle the dog around feeding time. But... <laughs> yeah, but but more along the lines of you know it would actually cause them to be you know you've heard of the the moon cycles and lycanthropy. Le- le- it actually caused that type of curse on people. Hmm. Uh, there's another one that was said to allow them to create some type of destruction by calling forth creatures from another plane. But like I said, the Zents were for the longest time were interested in gathering and probably still are gathering various items uh, for unknown purposes. Don't know why the recent fight has broken out between the two, but it seems to have escalated to a point that they have no, neither group has issue committing bloodletting in the open streets. That's not good. He's like, yeah, we have no idea what's going on. Still trying to figure it out, but as we as we catch them, we you know we punish those we can and uh, re- re- and uh, protect anybody that we try to protect anybody that gets caught in between them. We we have this medallion that apparently we can turn in for a writ of investigation. Would would you be disappointed or uh, uh, inconvenienced in any way if we were to? continued looking into these circumstances no by all means not at all she goes we could use a fresh set of eyes uh you know as 
Waterdeep is a huge city. There's a lot going on. Uh, there's only so much the town guard can actually get into. People from, you know, you guys are outsiders. You're not really a known quantity in here, so the doors that are closed to us may be open to you. And given the given the good captain has given you that writ, you have the right to investigate. You know, you'd be doing Waterdeep a great service. Well, it's our pleasure. You know, this is there's a lot of good people here, and it sounds like their squabble is spilling over into the streets, and good people may get hurt, and that's just yeah. not right. No, that is not. It is a horrible idea that anybody gets hurt because bad people want to don't want to abide, abide by the law and order that exists in this town and this city and you know as well as i do this is they they call this the city of splendor indeed we are the beacon for the sword coast and at the same time i have to understand that while they are applying trades that are not particularly safe or legal there's still people too. They're still citizens, even though they may be going down the wrong path now. Perhaps there's the ultimate, some way that we can bring them back onto the right path. So, <laughs> better uh, <laughs> a dead soul is an unsaved soul, unless they were saved before they died. Yeah, some would some would agree with you. I think Kelvamore would not fully agree with that, but the but <laughs> Tyr and some of the other gods would uh definitely agree with your sentiment there, Bowden. You know, in a few hours, it'll be Founders Day, the start of a long celebration. You know, Founders Day celebration starts tomorrow. After that, it's Midsummer's Eve. Then we have Leap Year with Shield Meets. I think the three of you have earned a, earned some rest and revelry. revelry. Oh, much appreciated. And it's due into no part to your, to your assistance and aid. And we, once again, truly appreciate it. Yes, it's my pleasure. And my job. She goes, uh, if you find anything, don't hesitate to uh, track me down. Will any, do. of the, any of the guards can get a hold of, can uh, contact the Griffin Riders to come in to help them. So if you need something, track a guard down and they'll, they'll bring any of the Griffins down to help. Very good. And with that, she backs her mount up. He gets a bit of a running start, leaps in the air, and is off, off to uh, finish her shift. Flappy, 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 flappy. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, you're always amazed how quiet those loud these these creatures are for their size and their wingspan. It doesn't get that big whoosh as they leap in the air, and uh, it's amazing to watch how quiet such a large creature gracefully moves through the air. <laughs> Odin thinks a little bit. You know, the ratio of the wings to the creature's size and the fact that it's mounted. Hmm, there's something not right here. Yeah, <laughs> this may go beyond bird physics. I think. <laughs> Even Chip looks at that going, well, the w- birds do, birds have these type of muscles, and, you know, Chip could give you the whole dissertation of... Right. Yes, the flappus minimus muscle <laughs> along the deltoid of the <laughs> Griffius meningus. There you go. So Bowden and Chip just start talking, you know, Griffin physics and physiology. <laughs> have you ever heard of a bumblebee? <laughs> and Hadrox just sitting there shaking his head. Uh... <laughs> The trio of Adrock, Bowden, and Chip return to the Yawning Portal after the successful rescue of Eric Melendez. The group has made a positive impression on the Waterdeep Town Guard and the Griffin Riders. What is the trio going to do with their writ of investigation? More curious, what will the trio discover with the strange stone they claimed as payment for rescuing Eric? Having successfully rescued Eric and the other tasks that brought them into Waterdeep, what will the trio do next? Tune in next time for episode 10 of Smash Loot and Roll as Adrock, Bowden, and Chip plot their future in the city of Splendor. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen, and if you're enjoying this tale, please feel free to share it with others. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.